This podcast replay is brought to you by Cutter's Edge Total Landscape Solutions. With decades of experience here in South Florida, Cutter'sEdge.com provides fantastic results. Call 954-472-0622. All right, hour number two. Hope you like the uh, yard by Cutter's Edge Pro. Call William or Mike, 954-472-0622. There you go. Yes, we can play football on it. And thank you for the compliments. Listen, thank Will and Mike. Mike is like the brain. He's the designer of all this stuff. And so he's just, you know, he gets your yard and then he starts to ideas start flowing. He tells you this, that and gives you all kinds of ideas and you're freaking out. And it's like, wow, where does this guy, you know, think of all this stuff? And so uh, Will and Mike are just cutter's edge pro i'm telling you they are just absolutely and the artificial turf is the greatest invention out there for yards and for dogs that exist i'm telling you man so karen says all the dogs turn a big O. that's adorable well i love my dogs they love me you know i i give them tons of love tons of hugs tons of kisses every day uh so uh very blessed to have the yard and it, it, it when you when you get a yard like that and you make it like that you want to hang out more often okay so i'm actually going to get um we have a little a little um area to relax there i didn't show it there but uh i'm going to get one of those uh drive-in type screens and get a projector and sit out there at night and uh with the dogs and watch some uh watch a movie or watch a show or something that's the kind of stuff you want to do, man. Besides barbecuing, we play a little cornhole. Uh, we I made another video, and you'll see the the uh, the 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 putting green with the with the flags and everything. So we have a, there's another video that will be played too that you'll see. I don't know when Sean's gonna play it, but he'll play it also eventually. So there you go. Uh, MM Canes 44 says thank you for the love on the super chat. He says free John Yang. No. Uh, Brooklyn Rob, loving my crypto, bro. Life is uh, good. More banks fail. More people will realize be your own bank. But you and I, Brooklyn Rob, we've had this conversation personally uh, a couple times. And obviously, uh, we do it all the time on social media and on DM and all that. You get it. You understand where we're going, you know, and you understand what those people are trying to do to us what they've been doing to us, what they've been ruining and making all the stupid decisions and all these $1.7 trillion plan and all that crap. And you know what? This is what I laugh at with Democrats and Republicans, right? So, so you'll hear some Republicans say, oh, well, no, now the Dems have this crazy $1.7 trillion. Yeah, but the Republicans approved it. They're all dirty. They're all a mess. You know what I mean? I, I, my, the funniest thing is listening to a Democrat or Republican think that their side's got it figured out. They're both in the crapper, and they both throw us down there with them. You know, that's that's the problem. But eventually, people will figure out that decentralized financing gives you freedom and frees you away from all those people. So you'll see. O's PJ pants flowing in the wind, refrescando los eggs, my favorite part of the morning. Yes, those are my Inter-Miami PJ pants, okay? 
Inter Miami, PJ Pants. Can have a full chipping and putting session there. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I want to add a second. I want to add a third hole to it, like right in the middle, you know, and 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 have, uh, you know, like that way it's a shorter putt, play two different types of games. That's the next thing I want to do on the putting green. Nothing like that morning breeze cooling the nuts and bolts and coffee warming the heart. <laughs> you guys are a trip. Gorgeous work on your backyard. Thank you, Dolphin Mitch. And again, Cutter's Edge Pro, they know how to do it, man. Your yard looks awesome. I'll definitely use them when I'm ready to finally remodel my yard. You will love it, man. You will love it. And their work is top-notch. Top-notch. All that all that uh, artificial turf now has been down for over six months, and there are no weeds, no grass growing through it at all. That's because they pack it in the right way. Some people do they do a shitty job with the artificial turf and grasses growing through it and weeds and all, and that's because they don't pack it in like these guys do underneath. And, by the way, they do a great job when it pours it drains well too. So just in case if you're concerned about that, they do it the right way, both ways. It drains well and nothing grows under it. So that's, that's obviously a, a, a part of, uh, you know, your mind that you'll feel comfortable with that, you know, at least stuff like that isn't going to happen. Crypto market back over 1 trillion. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Only a matter of time. I'm not, I'm not really worried about it, you know. I know where I know where Bitcoin's going, man. I know what's going to happen eventually. It's where the world is going. It's just it's part of the process. Kind of when I started doing this a couple of years ago, I I wanted to get the hell out of QAM because I knew where the world was going, and it's not radio. Radio's dying. That's uh that's passe, dude. The last people that are left listening to radio mostly are really old people. People my age or older that they cannot adjust and they don't know how to find YouTube and they don't know how to get a, a podcast and that kind of stuff. So those listeners are still holding on a radio because that's all they know. But eventually, even older people are adjusting to working, you know, platforms and all that kind of stuff. It's just a matter of having a little foresight and seeing it. And we're going to be in a digital world completely. Digital currency, you name it, and Bitcoin and crypto are going to lead the way to all that. Uh, sick of seeing the same old farts on camera every day. There you go. In the process of buying my first home, definitely need that putting green added to the backyard. Well, Chad, you got to call Cutter's Edge Pro. They can do it. Uh, Big O, you're right. Both sides, of course. Dan, I laugh at a Republican or a Democrat that starts to argue with me like, oh, we have a right better than them or this. And that. Sure. Some things are better from Democrats and Republicans and some things Republicans do are better than Democrats, but they're both garbage. <laughs> so and neither one of us can neither one of them can give us a damn candidate. So, you know, but whatever. Bitcoin hit 24K. Holy shit, 24,400. It is up 18%. Wow. 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 
This is a wow. I think people are realizing they're getting smart. They're figuring it out. They are figuring it out, dude. Absolutely figuring it out. Big O, envy you looking out of my window here in Indiana. Nothing but snow. Terry, we got room for you, baby. Okay, let's get you out of Indiana. Let's get you down to South Florida. Sell your home in Indiana. Come down to South Florida. Okay, we'll get you a nice home here. You call Cutter's Edge Pro, change up that landscaping, make it look sharp, right? There you go. It's a beautiful thing. Come on down, baby. Join us. We got room for you, man. Uh, do the Finns keep Melvin Ingram? No, they don't. No, he can't cover. They will change the linebackers because they need guys that are a little bit more, more uh, uh, flexible. They need coverage, guys. This is a coverage secondary. I'm, excuse me. This is a coverage defense is what it is, not a secondary. Coverage defense, okay? They will, they will force you to, you know, dink and dunk all, all, all down the field and be perfect. That's the only way you're going to score in a Fangio defense. And part of that, it's because usually everybody can cover corners obviously safeties and linebackers so you had too many linebackers that couldn't cover and that's a problem and that will be eliminated so the ingrams of the world and the landon roberts i don't think will be here there's a small 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 chance that a landon roberts comes back only because he would be an excellent two down linebacker you bring him in on short yardage situations, goal line situations. So he'd be kind of your last linebacker, not an every down linebacker, but use more in run situations. In pass situations, you do not want to land in Roberts in there. But I, I just a slight, slight, slight hope for him only because he's a bad mofo. You know, he's just a bad mother effer, dude. I like him. I do. I like Landon Roberts, the player. But again, when schemes change, then it you it requires different things. And I don't know if Landon Roberts has that. No, and I'm sorry. Let me just be honest. I Landon Roberts can't cover. And because he can't cover, if that's a requirement for him, for all his linebackers to be two-way players, then Landon Roberts will not be here. But if they need a specialist, a guy that's going to stick his head in there and, you know, a thumper, then, yeah, they'll keep him, okay? So, uh, do you have a vacuum clean turf annually to prevent the debris from growing? Weed? Well, actually, there's no weeds or, or grass growing on the artificial turf. Uh, but I do have a blower. Okay, and it's usually more for the front yard. In the backyard, I don't have nearly as many leaves. So, uh, but we do have a blower, and it's mostly for the front yard because we have this one tree in, in our in our that it's from the you know it's from the the you know on the cul-de-sac. It's just on the street, but it's on our on our right there next to our mailbox, and that son of a bitch lets go of a ton of leaves. So that's the only one on the front, you know. 
but uh, on the back, it's not it's not it's not nearly as bad. Most of the stuff we got doesn't really let go of a ton of leaves, so it's pretty cool. Emilio says, forgive my lack of knowledge. Could we see a situation where the USA creates a centralized digital coin and citizens can own and rely on their own crypto coin? Can the two work together trying to learn? Okay. Digital currencies by countries? Holy shit. I want nothing to do with that. Do you know why? Because now you own the digital currency and they know the coins that you specifically own because it's all it's all marked. Money-wise, there's a number to everything that you own. If you buy $80 of Bitcoin, that $80 chunk has a number to it. Well, if you buy a digital currency, US or whatever, it's going to have a number tied to it. Do you know that if you owe money, they can lock you out? That's why they want digital currency. Do you know if you owe taxes or whatever, they can pull it right out of your bank? Do you know that if you get paid for something and you owe money somewhere else or whatever, they can pull it out and force it to go over there? Don't you love that? Of course they want digital currency so they can actually control. They don't want Bitcoin because they can't control it. They can't grab it. They can't, they can't touch your currency unless you give it to them or unless you're going to give them your, 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 your account. You know, there's no way they can touch it. <laughs> these sons of bitches are 10 steps ahead of you you need to be a couple of steps ahead of them okay and here's one more thing emilio who cares if they get a digital currency what are they going to do mint more and kill the value with bitcoin it's 21 million and it's over there is no more no more will ever and can be printed. Can't be altered. Can't nothing. It's done. Over. So it doesn't matter if England, if the US, if France, if Brazil, if they make their own digital currency, they will be just as irresponsible with it as they will be with their own dollar. And they just keep printing it. So by keep by by continuing to print more. They create, what, less value in, in the dollar. And then they can manipulate the currency all they want because they, they, they control it. Not good, my man. Not good. Not good. You got a divorce going on? They can forcibly move that money right out of your account. Because you have no... You can't close out your bank account from them. It's tied to the government. It's tied to the banking system. Why do you think they're bailing out these banks? Because it's their failed system that created this. They raised the interest rates so fast that all the loans and the bonds that they had were at one and a half percent. We're up at five. They're losing their asses. All these banks are losing their asses. And when they're trying to sell the bonds, they got to sell them at such a loss that they're taking a bath on there. And they're losing millions and billions. That's what was going on with this bank. All the loans that they had out were, were outdated because it was at zero interest then. So when you were getting 1.5%, you're making a crap ton of money when it's at zero interest. We gave a guy the Nobel freaking prize 
some idiot, we just gave him the Nobel Prize because for 10 years, he had zero interest rates and was printing money. How stupid is that? That's why we're in this position. You can't have zero interest rates all the time like that. You have to have percentages. You have to pay taxes. That's the only way it balances out. We just can't have zero. That's the that's the lie that all these politicians, oh, we can't tax. We can't. You have to have some taxes. How in the hell are you going to pay for everything? But then you fall behind so badly that then now you speed it up the process and look what you've done. Now, now the feds created their own recession and they've now put their banks in hell. That's how stupid these mofos are. So, yeah, and you're right, Kyle. It's about 17 million when you think about the lost Bitcoin and and early on people ruined it. You you are correct, sir. You are correct. You are a thousand percent correct. Wow, Bitcoin's over 24,000. Wow and wow and wow again. And wow again. And wow again. That's amazing. Will it will it go over 25 now? Will this be the 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 watershed moment that pushes it over the 25 that that's been that's been the 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 uh, bugaboo right now for for Bitcoin is trying to get past 25. Rob Rob man says decentralized is the way uh, who's using Sato Pro. Remember Saitama Big O, they have added many utilities. I know, I I, I know about Saitama. Uh, Lisa says, because I'm bored on Monday, I found that there are 23 current NFL players named Jalen, various spellings. How many more fins? How many more can the fins sign? LOL. <laughs> Shelby says, remember when it was 60? Yes, Shelby. Shelby, what asset goes from zero to 67,000 and stays there? None. Doesn't happen. It, there's always going to be a, 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 a contraction through all of that because it wasn't realistic to hold up at that, at that price. So it came back down and now it's been in a realistic growth. You know, people made their money and they sold out. And then we had something called a pandemic, a war, supply chain, and the and everything went down. Not just crypto, but stocks went down too. Again, I will tell everybody that says stupid shit like, oh, it was at 60. What asset goes from a dollar to $24,000 right now? Thanks for playing. So it doesn't matter, Shelby. If you bought it at $100, and it's at 24,000 you win if you got it at 165 where it was in what was it october november whatever when i got it at 165 it's at 24,000 right now what asset does that no asset in the world no asset in the world goes from 1 to $24,000 so it will continue to go up all you got to do is look at the trajectory of the macro it's like this the entire time. It's not like that, but you only look at it because you don't invest. So you don't understand anything. So you think, oh, 67, oh, it's down to 20, it's bad. No, moron, it's only been around for 14 years. So it went from zero 
to 24,014 years. That's the way you got to look at it. It's a, it's, it's so short-sighted from people. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things that people, but I get it. If you don't invest and you don't understand anything, you'll say stupid shit because you don't really get it. And you don't really understand investing. And anything that goes parabolic crashes. Guaranteed. Stocks, you name Tesla was, it crashed. And now it's gone back up again. It's just the way it goes. So anyway, uh, you should check out Quant. Uh, Quant's fantastic, but it already had its pump that I, I right now it's well over a hundred dollars quant and it's you know it, it's 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 had its run I I I'm I didn't get in on it early enough to really enjoy the profits I like to get in a little earlier than that uh, crude oil went down thirty eight minutes till NFL free agency can start announcing signing Sean uh, going to have a lot of cuts in. We'll see. We shall see. Right? Uh, 24.3 for uh, Bitcoin. 18%. By the way, Ethereum is up 15%, almost up to $1,700. It's pretty amazing what's gone on with them. But I think this bank meltdown is waking some people up to what's going on. You know, I like talking about the Cutter's Edge MVP, and it is time to talk about our Cutter's Edge NMVP. Who's last night's MVP? For your complete landscape solutions anywhere in South Florida, there's only one MVP. Cutter'sEdgePro.com. Here's our Cutter'sEdgePro.com MVP of the night. Ah, yes, he's my MVP. I hope he's yours, too. His name is Chris Greer. Wow. The move he made yesterday to acquire Jalen Ramsey for a measly third-round pick, and he got rid of Flo's boy, Hunter Long, is just absolutely awesome. I mean, just absolutely awesome. It is one amazing he's, – he's made a lot of great deals. He, I think he's built one hell of a team. He's the best GM we've had here in years. I mean, decades. Way better than anybody they've had here for a long, long, long time. And I know that the results aren't there yet that you guys want, but they're coming. And I think we would have had better results last year if they would have had a healthy team. And I think that's what's hurt Chris in getting was the flowers, the credits, you know, that he deserves because of the injuries last year kind of clouded things. But if we really look at it, okay, I think he's done a, a marvelous job. He makes all kinds of terrific deals overall. Not every deal is going to be great, but I think he's put the Dolphins in a position that they haven't been in in a long, long time. And to make that move for Jalen Ramsey, you guarantee his next two years. I'm sure they'll rework this deal this year and free up a little bit more cap space, you know, uh, throughout. But for me, Chris Greer, 
I got to tell you, that's my cutter's edge MVP of the night. The MVP of the night is brought to you by CuttersEdgePro.com. Servicing HOAs, condominiums, townhomes, commercial properties, corporate parks, and malls throughout South Florida. CuttersEdgePro.com. Providing South Florida MVP performance every day of the year. All right, Cruz Ruiz. Thank you for the love on the Super Chat. Remember, you can make a donation through Cash App or Venmo at Cash Big O Show. That is Cash Big O Show, Cash App or Venmo. And remember, you can make a Bitcoin donation through Cash App or Venmo. You know, I, you know, I love me some Bitcoin donations on Cash App or Venmo. It's always my favorite. Uh, Cruz Ruiz on the Super Chat says, if Hunter Long and, and uh, Devontae Parker got us Ramsey, can Eichenberg and a Garden Gnome get us Tunsil? Tunsil's a left tackle. They already have one in Toronto Armstead. I don't think they're going to acquire Laramie Tunsil. I know they're trying to trade him, but you know they would have to pick up a lot of the salary because that's probably a little too much. Uh, that's probably a little bit higher of an upgrade than they were looking for, to be quite honest. Okay, at that tackle spot. Uh. Let's see. What else do we have? Oh, hear me out. Maybe T-Rex doesn't deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but The Slider is a great album. <laughs> JB Black says, other players are wanting and choosing to come to play with this team as two QB1. Why do uh, Finns who know less than the pro players cannot admit when they're wrong about this kid, ah, brother, because they've already gotten into the hole. Okay, let me explain something about Tua haters. All right, and uh, and some of you will hate this comparison, but I, it, it's perfect. Okay, perfect. Okay, so Tua haters, right? Oh, he can't play. His arm is uh, weak. He's too short. He plays too much golf. Uh, you know, whatever. They can, he can't run a high-powered offense. All those excuses were put out there about Tua. So now Tua goes out and balls out. Now nobody can say that anymore, right? So the Tua haters, they moved their hate about him being not, a, not able to be a player to now moving into the injuries because that was always there. Even before they drafted him, that was the concern for him, was the injury. So now, since they were wrong about his play, they moved it over. And they need that. It's the same thing, and here's the analogy some of you will hate, but I don't give a shit. It's the same as you Trumpies out there. Oh, the election's rigged, the election's rigged, the election's rigged. You believed all the stupid lies, you fell down that rabbit hole, you're into the abyss, and now that... You know, we all knew it wasn't rigged, but now that you've learned that it was rigged, everybody was lying to you and all that, there's still those Trumpies that are still down that rabbit hole. Why? Because they already fell so deep into the lie, they've got to live in that lie. And that's what you have with the Tua haters. They got to live in that lie. Okay? They were already wrong about his play, so they're just acting like phonies and they hide behind the injury stuff when that's really was what wasn't the issue with them. They were saying he was too short. 
They were saying his arm wasn't strong enough. They were saying he can't run a high-powered offense. They were saying he plays too much golf. That's the way it goes. So when you fall so deep into the lie, you now have to ride out the lie because you don't have the balls to admit that you're just wrong. That's all. We're all wrong. It happens all the time. But we got to admit it when we are, right? I mean, that's what you got to do. So that's what you have with a lot of your Tua haters. They refuse to admit that they were wrong that he couldn't play, so now they hide behind the veil of injuries. And because most of you out there, as I always tell you, we're not tracking what you say. Nobody knows what you said. So you can change your opinion back and forth because nobody knows. You know, unlike Poopart or myself or any of the other insiders that come on, you're going to know what we say, and you're going to hold our feet to the fire, whether we're right or we're wrong. Alan Poopart is next. Dolphins fans, time to get insight on your favorite team with your favorite reporter with an Expos hat. Sports Illustrated's Alan Poopart in our EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins report exclusively on a big old radio show. All right, all right. So tell me you saw it coming. You, you knew that they were trading for Jalen Ramsey. Well, there had been rumblings that the Rams were, were trading Jalen Ramsey. I, I I didn't expect them to be that desperate that they would basically give him away. I mean, Jesus, holy moly! No offense to Hunter Long, who's a nice kid, but dude, brother, you gotta give you gotta give a fifth or sixth rounder for somebody to freaking take Hunter Long off of your hands. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Seriously, no. no, I'm not joking. Seriously, at this point, it's a third round pick. You're paying him third round money. Somebody's going to say, no, you got to give me a pick for me to take that salary. Not only did he get Ramsey for a third round pick for a measly third round pick, he freaking got rid of Brian Flores' boy at the same time. That's, I well, mean, I, you, I, turned, you turned Devontae Parker into Jalen Ramsey, bro. Is, and is you dumped thing. Hunter. Wow. Okay, but no, no, the money is, the base salary is low. I mean, where, where the rookies get their money is a signing bonus. So, but this tells you, this speaks to you just, again, just how badly the Rams wanted to get rid of Ramsey's salary because you saw the Dolphins turn around and guaranteed him $35.5 million over the next two years, which the Rams wanted no part of. And the fact that Ramsey could kind of make it difficult for them. Right, because um, right, he had a no-trade clause, right, I think. And he wanted to play, and he wanted to play here. Uh, right. So that, that helped. Uh, but, no, I mean, Jesus Christ, had you told me you, you could get him? I thought – I, I thought the Dolphins could get away without having to give up a number one, um, again because of the financial considerations. But right, a, a right. three, a three, and Hunter Long, Jesus. No oh, yes, man. Yes, I please. Mean, yes, please. Yeah, I mean, it's a guy you're not, and and Hunter Long is a guy you're not even going to use. It's a wasted pick at this point because it doesn't fit what you're doing now. It, it was obviously more for flow and whatever idea he had in his offense. So to me, this was just absolutely. No, there was, and, and again, I know you're you're very very quick to always pin bad picks on flow. Whoever whoever it was, and I don't know that it was more of a flow pick than a career than a Greer pick. I had no offense. I have seen no signs of anything that this guy that stands out about this guy, whether it be catching the ball or whether it be blocking. I mean, nothing. again, no offense. I have nothing against Hunter Long, but I saw nothing in the first two years that told me. Yeah, this guy's got something in the future. Like Tanner Connor, for example, might might never pan out in the NFL, 
but I saw a couple of things last last summer where like there's something there. Maybe it, and maybe it gets you know fully developed where Hunter Long never, never saw anything. So I'm, I hope so for him that he's able to do something with his career. Obviously, because yeah. you know that's, I'm sure that's his dream, and and I wouldn't want to stand in anybody in anybody's way. But obviously, there was no plans for him here. So you got rid of a of a key roster spot. Um, and now, I mean, my God, you have X and I think X will be super motivated next year because he has to since, you know, he could get released next year. Mm -hmm. and, and so if he wants to stay here or be valuable to somebody else, uh, you're going to have a really motivated X. So and, and, you know, with Fangio's defense, it's a coverage defense Correct. where it forces you to be perfect all the way down the field. And you're going to have to dink and dunk them because they're not going to give you anything over the top. And to have those kind of corners and to have Javon Holland, holy shit, dude. I mean, that is, that no, that's, the, that's impressive. Yeah. The possibilities are, are very, very intriguing. I mean, there's, there's no excuse you know, I mean, let me rephrase that. The pieces are in place for this defense to take a really, really big leap. Uh, obviously, yes. we can't control injuries. And no. if guys start getting hurt, that's a problem. But with the guys you have in place, I mean, you have studs on the defensive line with Wilkins. Sealer, I don't know if I say stud, but he's a really good player. On the edge with Phillips and Bradley Chubb, you got three grade A DBs with Hollins, X, and Ramsey. Uh, give me, give me a stud off, off the ball linebacker and, and let's, let's roll. Yeah. And that, that's, we were talking about this earlier. The linebackers are going to be coverage guys too, because in, in his defense, he, you got to have that versatility. So you can't have the Ingrams and, and the, and the Landon Roberts running around in the open field. Although I give Roberts a slight hope at coming back because he's such a thumper that if you need, like, a specialist, a two-down linebacker, like, I wouldn't mind keeping him just for that. But he won't be playing outside of that because you just can't put him in base defenses because he just can't cover, unfortunately. But I give him a slight hope. But I think there's going to be some changes at linebacker with guys that are two-way players. You agree with that, right? Yeah, no, and then they have a lot of their backups are also are free agents, again, like they were last year, and they brought everybody back, like Duke Riley, Sam Megwavon, they brought back Brendan, Brendan Scar last year, and there was a fourth one. Roberts as the other one also they brought back. I, that's not happening this year. And I can't help but think but that Landon Roberts winds up in Minnesota with, with reunited with Flores, who I'm going to probably is installing his defense, is going to tell the Vikings, you want that guy on your team. Uh, I actually thought Roberts played very well last year, but he is limited. He did. Yeah, no, he – Again, if I can put him in a two-down role, if I can keep him on short yardage and goal line and those kind of things, he'll be fantastic for you. But if you keep him on third and long, you know, that becomes a problem. Just like Ingram. I love him, you know, rushing the passer and those kind of things, but I don't want him out in the open field trying to cover somebody because it's just, unfortunately, it's not his strength. It's not his fault. No, my, my problem with Ingram my problem with Ingram is I didn't I – didn't, feel him at all like the last six weeks of the season. I know he had like maybe two sacks down the stretch, but to me he was very, very, right. very difficult to notice. Um the thing with him though last year he was it was three or four million. I mean that wasn't pricey for a guy who's been around for 12 years, but is it really that much of any personally I'd rather they re-sign Van Ginkle as an edge guy than bring back Ingram. Um but I think Van Ginkle might go out there and see is anybody gonna 
sign me when talk to me about maybe giving me a shot, a real shot to play some defense as opposed to being mainly a special teams guy. Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm a I'm a Van Ginkle guy. I wish he would have get more more time. I don't know. Maybe maybe Fangio sees something in him uh, that he can use him differently and and because he is a. I think he can actually be a, a multi use player. Uh, I think he can be in coverage. I think he can help you in the run. I think he, he can he can rush the passer. I think he's pretty complete. And and one of the things you can't teach that son of a bitch knows how to be around the ball, bro. Mm-hmm. He he has he has a knack. For finding the ball, and that—that's the kind of stuff that you know. I don't think you—you you really can teach. Um, what's uh, what do you think is the next move? Because uh, this is going to be a, a a defensive oriented off season, don't you believe? I uh, yeah, I would think so. But uh, now now they put themselves in a position where a tight end. I mean, now the only guys on under contract for next year are Durham Smythe and Tanner Connor. So. If nothing else, they I think they're five. going draft in that one. I, might, unless you need, more, you need more than three, uh, unless you get unless you get Hunter Henry from Cincinnati, that I think you mean Hayden Hurst. Hunter Henry. Plays Hayden three. Hurst. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hayden Hurst. There aren't a lot in free agency that fit what what he likes to do, and so Hurst is one of the few guys. If you don't go Hurst. I think you're going in the draft for your tight end, actually. I think that second or third round pick might be one of those tight ends. No, I, I definitely could see that. It could be the one of the topics being used on a tight end. But I also, again, they, they have two under contract. You know they're not going to camp without at least four. Right. Sometimes it's five. So they're, they're going to have to sign a guy. It could be that it's not, like you mentioned, the tight end class is not exactly riveting, especially with Evan Ingram off the market. The other big name is Gesicki, who we know is not coming back here. Um, no. And after Aiden Hurst, then there's a lot of maybe second tier guys, and it could be one of those guys who could get signed. Um, I mean, Dalton Schultz is a big name, but I don't know if the Dolphins want to spend that kind of money uh, on a tight end. So, um, yeah, no, I, I would expect them to sign one or two in free agency, tier two kind of guys, um, and very well could address the position for maybe a more of a frontline guy with one of their first picks in the draft. Practice is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. Right, Waddle, Waddle, and Tyreek against against Ramsey and X. I mean, you're always going to get a fun matchup with with those guys going at each other. That's I, I, practice is going to be a madhouse. Okay, I mean the, right. the Dolphins and ego get if ego comes into play and they're like, no, you're not beating me, or yes, I'm beating you. Yeah, that could be that could be a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it's gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun. Just practice alone. Forget the games. Obviously, the games are great, but for fans, you're gonna want to just go to practice just to watch those two guys go against each other. And by the way, this also helps Tua because he's got to beat two elite corners all the time too, and that that that's gonna make him. I mean, it just everything's gonna make everybody better. Waddle and and Tyreek will make the corners better. The corners will make the receivers better, and then obviously Tua will be better because. Look at what he's throwing to and against. Holy shit. Yeah, that's the old, the old really bland, boring cliche. Was it iron sharpens iron? Yeah, you practice against better players, you get you get better. And last year, I remember throughout training camp, is nobody could cover Hill, Hill and Waddle, and it was like, Jesus, is that, is that going to be – is it because they're, they're trying to help the offense create some chemistry and all that? And no, because then they practice against Tampa Bay, and still nobody could cover them in the regular season – 
for the most part of the year, still nobody could cover them. Um, now you got two guys. Obviously, you you have to you have to create a good balance between creating the competition, those good practices, and not overdoing it. You know, last thing you want is somebody getting hurt on the field. The last time we talked about this, you made a great case, and it made all the sense in the world on not picking up the fifth-year option for Tua. I was obviously a fan of picking up the fifth-year option because it's the cheaper option. And I, I personally, for me, I think he he is focused on really taking care of himself this time around. And, and, uh, and you know, I think he might actually be able to pull it off this year. And if he does, then you're going to have to pay him a boatload of money. So the fifth-year option kind of works if that's how it turns out. But uh, that's another development that happened Friday in the afternoon after we were done. We had to come back and do a special show for that. Mm-hmm. Um, your thoughts on, on the Dolphin decision of picking up the fifth-year option? Yeah, let me preface it by saying that that's because we're, everybody's allowed to change their mind. Not that, I, not that I went full board all the way across to the yes, they should have picked it up. But let's say my stance early in, in the offseason was like, I don't see any reason to. And it moved closer to where you could see the argument both ways. I mean, it's cost control for the next couple of years. The flip side to that is, again, I look at, let's say, if you look at the two extremes. There's risk now. In yours, there was no risk. Right, I get it. There was going to be a risk either way. Because if if you didn't apply the fifth-year option and he balls out and he stays healthy, plays 17 games, would you not be at a point at then that – that's our guy for the long term. Right, right. And then it's financial risk. But what Correct. I'm talking about is the other risk is the one that you're cleared of, which Correct. is injury risk. By not picking it up, you're freed of that because if he does have an injury-riddled year, you are now free in fifth year to move on. So that's where the real risk was, the injury risk uh, overall. The other risk is financial. And in the end, you're talking about Stephen Ross. I'm sorry, Stephen, but you know, twenty million to him ain't shit. <laughs> no, but if that's the argument, then then you talk the difference between twenty three million for the fifth year option, or if he balls out, you put the franchise tag on him, which is like forty two million. That's twenty million. Also, it's the same right, kind right. of risk. So it's it, there's one risk one way or the other. Um, this is why, in the end, to me, I wouldn't have done it if he balls out. You either then you revisit it next offseason. If he balls out, plays 17 games, you revisit next offseason, it's either franchise tag or long-term deal. And then you had you buy yourself another year to make the long-term decision. Um, as opposed to exposing the 23 million off right. a year, off a year where you had two concussions. And and there's some people were like not valid or not that it was thrown out there that he's gonna retire. So I think they're two solid arguments. When you when yeah. you made it to me, you convinced me like, okay. I, I can't argue with the, you know, I can't say, oh, it's a terrible decision, you know, that kind of shit. I can say that about other things, but that, no, but, but I, but I like locking up the fifth year because I, I think he's that kid that's going to figure this shit out and going to say, okay, I got to play this way in order for me to survive. And well, I, and, hopefully, and, and hopefully he'll figure that out. Yeah. And I'm know? in the camp of like, no offense to all, to all martial arts people out there, but it ain't the jujitsu that's going to help him. It's making better decisions and knowing when to give up on a play. That's no, what, no, but, that's but the jujitsu, the jujitsu will help you if you don't know how to fall. You don't know how to. Sl- if you don't know how to slide, 
Well, you got to learn how to slide in baseball. So you can, yeah, but you're not getting it. swung around by a 320-pound guy when you're sliding into second base. That's a different story. And that's that's the thing with the jujitsu. You're, you're right. But let me explain something to you. As a guy that took judo, okay, and as a guy, you know, I've fallen in my lifetime a couple of times. Mm-hmm. It's helped me break my fall because habitually I already have that in my mind, the way I fall to roll and break the fall. So it will help him. Will it help him in every scenario? No, it's not going to help you in every scenario because you don't have body control in every scenario, but it will help you just like that's what I was making the example. There are quarterbacks that just don't know how to slide. And hell, sometimes we're goofballs that they put themselves at risk that they're going to blow out their knees or ankles. That's how terrible they are. But you got to go learn. So that way, you know how to learn how to slide and that'll help you. Same thing here. Not going to help you in every scenario, but I'm telling you, as a guy that took judo, it will help you at one point or another for falling purposes. It will. It does. And again, to me, I, I don't recall any of the instances where the three instances where he suffered head, where there was head contact with the turf. The Milano push, you just lost his balance and then, then went back. I, I don't know that. Actually, the Milano one where he went back, he learns how to roll. He might have broken. He might have broken that fall because he he got thrown with momentum and momentum. It, it, it in judo, it shows you to use the momentum to then roll. And that's the part that he didn't that he, instead of falling back, he could have tried to roll over instead. And he did not. And so that's where he didn't break his fall. So it might have helped out a little bit in that one. The Green Bay one, it wasn't going to help him out. And, and the Cincinnati one either. He just got the, and the Cincinnati one wasn't going to help. The Cincinnati one where you got slammed, there's no help there. Uh, You're right. You're so right. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that point. To me, it still remains way, way, way more important that he learns the play is dead. It's okay. Move on to the next play. Just chuck it. I've been. I've, that's. I've been on that the entire time yes, about yes, that. You have. I've been yes. on. The whole clock thing, 3.81 to 5.1 seconds. All his major injuries are from holding it too long, you know. And the other thing he's working on, I don't know if you saw our interview with Nick, he's working on on quick bursts also to make him quicker in shorter in shorter areas where he has more burst and he can get separation. So that's another thing that he's working on with him. So it's not so much the jujitsu that he's working on on one end, but with Nick Hicks, he's also working on things to make him faster and quicker in short areas. So that's, you know, uh, something else in his repertoire that they're, that they're working on too, to kind of help him in, in that sense, to keep the plays alive and keep him alive a little bit more too. So that's the other thing. All right. What do you got going on? in uh, Sports Illustrated, so folks can check you out, my friend. Well, we're literally, I'm looking at the, the why we're literally like nine minutes away from the start of the legal tampering things. I'm going to have more stuff on the Jalen Ramsey trade. Uh, I did a couple of free agency preview type of things, including um, re-upping names to watch that, who have connections with Mike McDaniel and Dick Fangio. Because if you remember last year, Dolphins signed an awful lot of players with, from San Francisco. Um and there are several Frisco players and Denver players, uh, two of which are two most prominent is Mike McGlinchey, the right tackle from San Francisco, who may or may not be a great idea for the Dolphins as a guy to pursue. He made a great comment on his podcast last week or on a radio interview where he's saying 
has a pretty good idea where he's signing. Um, and then Draymond Jones is a defensive lineman from Denver who Vic Fangio drafted likes a lot. Uh, yeah. But he's a player and he's going to be pricey and he may be, may be too expensive for the Dolphins. Okay. There you go. So check it out. Uh, alldolphins.com. Make sure you bookmark that and follow him on Twitter at Poopart NFL. Alan, as always, thank you, my friend. Appreciate you. You got it, partner. I'm sure we'll have a lot to discuss on uh, Thursday. Yes, we will. I'm sure we will. Thank you, my brother. There you go. EJD Construction. We love talking about Eric. And I know Eric is happy watching Bitcoin climb. He's a crypto guy, too. 305-433-4843. Dade and Broward counties only. All right. But they do exceptional work. Uh, custom home construction, major home remodeling. Maybe you want to uh, create a, a whole new uh, man cave. Multiple TVs, some of them coming out of the roof, out of a wall, you know, custom home construction. They do it all. Maybe you want to build like an auditorium in your in your house, right? He he actually one of our listeners built one of those uh, home, movie home theater things where it has like different levels. It's pretty cool, by the way. I can't afford it, but he could. And Eric built it where it's like they've got captain's chairs all over. Right. And and it's at different levels. So it's like and then it's and, and then a big giant screen. That thing's like, I don't know, 120, 150 inches, 200. Uh, it's a giant ass screen. It's a big movie home theater that they built. And he built that whole auditorium for them. Man. And he got a room and completely converted into an auditorium. And that thing is badass. He custom home construction. I told you about the about the observation deck. You know what I mean? He does all kinds of crafty things. So whatever your mind thinks of, EJD Construction can make it come to life. Go to their Instagram page at EJD Construction. You can see a lot of their work there. 305-433-4843. That's 305-433-4843. You've been listening to the EJDConstruction.com Miami Dolphins Report with Sports Illustrated's Alan Poupart. For additions, home remodeling, and custom work, call Eric at 305-433-4843. EJDConstruction.com is your custom home builder and general contractor you can trust. 305-433-4843. All right, all right. Right, right, right. What do we got going on? Holding strong over 24,000. That's freaking amazing. Freaking amazing. Uh, let's see. Rogers news should drop in five minutes. I don't think so. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think that that weirdo is. I could see him holding out a little bit more. He should have told them already before free agency. He said there's a deadline. How about Brandon Marshall trying to act like some kind of insider? What a what a clown. God. Anyway. Um Dolphin fans. You got to feel good about this team. You got to feel good about the direction that they're going in. Um, I think Chris Greer has done a marvelous job 
Love Mike McDaniel. You know, he's got to tweak a little things on game day, but all, but he's got it all. Was able to get Vic Fangio in. Here's the best part about all of this. Players and coaches want to be here. Daryl Bevel had a chance to leave, stayed. Here's Vic Fangio, a guy that could have taken several jobs. All kinds of people want Vic Fangio, and yet he came to Miami. And Jalen Ramsey said, no, 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 no. You're trading me there. That's where I want to play. I want to be with the Miami Dolphins. That's the other thing that's changed, folks. People are seeing that this is not a train wreck anymore. This is not the place where you're going to go to retire. Vic Fangio didn't come here to hang out and collect a check. Came here because he can win. Daryl Bevel knew he can stay here. He's got a good coach. He's got a really talented young quarterback that he can work with. And now you see Jalen Ramsey going, well, wait a minute, bro. They got Vic Fangio there. Mike McDaniel's got the kind of offense that goes in this in this league. I want to be there. And that's the that's the thing that's also changed. Instead of it being a retirement home, which is what basically it was for many years, nobody came here to win. Indomicon suit didn't come here to win. Mike Wallace didn't come here to win. All those guys that just took money, that's what they did. They just came here to take the money because Miami was the dumbest team out of all of them to offer them, whoever we're talking about, player A, B, 7, 10, 12. They were the dumbest team to offer them the most money. And that's why they came here, to collect a fat-ass check. Well, the tune has changed. Okay, Vic Fangio could get the money anywhere. He he came here. Money's the same for Vic Fangio. The 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 uh, Walton family that that owns Walmart, they don't lack any money. Okay, they probably have more than Stephen Ross, and they could easily pay him. And he came here instead. And that's an established coach. This is a one year coach. Daryl Bevel had opportunities and staying here. And I'm sure Jalen Ramsey had his choice and he felt that this was the sexiest destination. And what that's done is also set the scene and the table for this free agent class coming up. You're going to see guys maybe take a little less to want to be here now because they see what's going on. They know, forget the haters and the idiots out there. They watch them and they said, those guys played Buffalo tough. If they were healthy, they would have won that game. And if they take a little deeper look and they look at how Miami played them in all three games, Miami should have won all three games against Buffalo this year. So that's what's also changed here, ladies and gentlemen. People want to be here. They're not coming just for a check. And that's been their cancer for a long, long time because they weren't a good team. 
and they would be paying people just to be desperate to come here. That's it. Now you're going to have players desperate to come here because they're going to want to win. And that's kudos to Chris Greer and to Mike McDaniel who have completely changed the face of the team, the perception of the team. And instead of being looked at as an also ran and, you know, a, a scrub team that is desperate to give away any money so they can get somebody to come here. They got players lined up saying, no, no, I want to go there because I want to win. I got you got coaches that saying I want to go there because I can win. Because Vic Fangio could have gone anywhere he wanted to. The money was going to be all the same wherever he went. Kudos to Greer and McDaniel. They have changed the perception of the Miami Dolphins. And that's why I think they're headed to bigger and better things. Our number three, Andy Barons joins us in our sports grill, Miami Dolphins and NFL look around the league next.